we want to welcome all of his glory nation from east to west to north to south. Latest episode of Lions and Generals. Uh, what an incredible program this has been. We've had exciting guests, and we're going to continue to have exciting guests. I'm going to introduce my co-host on this, uh, Pastor Todd Coconano. Welcome. Hey, Good to see you. Pastor Dave, it is a blessing to be here. I'm excited. It's our third episode of Alliance of Generals. You know, what's so unique about this program is, is that the Lord is raising voices in this hour, very unique voices, prophetic voices. Uh, we had a, a colonel on last mm-hmm. week, and we have somebody amazing with us tonight. He's one of those voices that the Lord is raising up. I got to know him and his wife, Heather, uh, this last couple of years here, and they, they are just out there standing for truth righteousness, giving prophetic words. I highly encourage you to follow this ministry because it's very exciting the way that they present the gospel in a very timely now word. And so uh, we want to welcome Mr. Joseph Z to the program. Joseph, welcome. Man, I'm privileged to be here, Todd. Thank you. And uh, David, thank you so much for having me on your, your platform. It's a privilege to be with you, gentlemen. Good to see you. I saw you. We were talking about we saw each other on a plane. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> when you're out changing the world together, sometimes you cross paths. It's kind of wonderful. Did you know General Flynn, I think, was on that plane, too? Because I flew with him. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I, I didn't yep. know he was on there, yep. but I've had the privilege of meeting General Flynn. Yep. That's great. Small world. Small world. <laughs> it is. It is. This is what's happening. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I know we all travel a lot, but I've sat next to people that are just divine appointments on some of these flights that <laughs> I stay in touch with. It's like the Lord strategically just sat this person right down next to me. Uh, have you guys had any of those experiences? Oh, yeah. yeah. My my, uh, my wife always and my son are always like, Dad, how do you always run into somebody famous in the airport? I'm telling you, man. Every time I fly, I literally walk right into somebody and they come up and say hi, and it's just amazing. That's your anointing, David. You know, I had, I had a time where I sat on a plane with a lady and I was reading my Bible. She looked over at me and said, you're just trying to fall asleep? What are you doing that for? And one thing led to another and found out she was one of the directors of the uh, Universalist Church of Europe. Wow. And so we uh, had a tremendous conversation. Yeah, it was a good time. Oh yeah, I sat next to a Jehovah's Witness recently. That was fun. They were trying to, they were trying to convert me, and uh, we we got into some real good biblical discussions. Let me tell you, did, yeah. and uh, you know it's interesting in that in their Bible they they put a in front of God. Did you know that? So it says Jesus was a God, a God and, uh, yeah. and so it's just a, a couple of little changes, and the whole doctrine changes. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And yeah. so uh, the enemies, you know, he's trying to change the word of God, but we know the word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And uh, Joseph, you've been giving some amazing words, man. And I, and I have to be honest, I haven't watched the program in about a week because I've been at a conference. Uh, but what's the Lord showing you right now? What are you talking about? Well, I believe that we are in a valley of decision, uh, both as a nation, both as a, a global body of Christ. And I believe to the level that the body of Christ is willing to stand up and rise, I believe will be to the level of the breakthrough and the response and the way we see things turn. And I believe that that is where we are. The Lord began to show me this valley. Like we would go and, and I began to see actually the decline of America. And I said, Lord, that's not what I'm believing for. I'm not believing for the decline of America. And he said, no, but wait, the young lions are coming. And we'll begin to break through and come back. And he said, it will be a welcoming of the new America with new voices. And they begin to stand for liberty, truth, and justice. And they won't put up with, that's the young lions, they will not put up with. Some of the things the former generation was lulled to sleep by. Yeah, yeah, that's spot on. I mean, that's, you know, me, you and I have talked in the past, and you know, a very similar thing where we're at a pivotal crossroads, an inflection yeah. point. You know, we're talking about uh, Roe v. Wade a lot because any time, any minute, this, this thing could be overturned. And what, what has the Lord showed you prophetically when it comes to Roe v. Wade? He showed me about 10 years ago that it would indeed be overturned. Uh, When that begins to happen and uh, that begins to break loose, what I think will happen next, though, is that, of course, we know, uh, we know in part, we prophesy in part, uh, we know that when Roe v. Wade is overturned, it doesn't mean that it's the end of abortion in America. It goes to the state level. And we've got to begin to pray that way and mobilize. You know, that's one of the things I love about his glory in this program. Uh, Todd and David is, uh, you know, when you're talking about lions and generals, one of the main calls that you gentlemen are doing is to mobilize the troops. Yes. Prophets mobilize. Prophetic voices mobilize. They don't just prophesy. They're anointed to do the impossible and mobilize. And I believe that's what we're going to have to do to really defeat Roe v. Wade all the way down to the grassroots level. 
Yeah, yeah. Pastor Dave, you have something on that? Yeah, I, I had a prophecy four years ago that Roe versus Wade would be uh, overturned and taken back to the state. And my intel sources tell me it's a done deal. It's 5-4. It's etched wow. in stone, and it's coming out any day. And they may throw a surprise on an, on an off-typical, uh, not a, a typical day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know they, they, we know that they could probably and most likely will do some type of false flag events leading up to the election. You know, this is like you said, such a pivotal time right now, and we definitely can't let up. We got to pray and fast and really uh, call upon the name of the Lord for our nation, because like you said, Joseph, in, the, in that word a few minutes ago, is that He is raising up lions and voices that are willing to stand. But the church has been for the last thirty years or so, you know, pretty apathetic. You know, pretty yeah. weak. Weak-minded. Uh, what what is it? What are the things that we have to change? What what are some of the things that just really stand out to you? Well, we got to begin to uh, allow people, you know, Todd and David, to become bold. And right. one of the things the Lord began to speak to me about is people always say, "Okay, you say, you know, get active, do something," you know, but a lot of people don't know what to do. They have no right. concept of what to do. We can give them some ideas. They call their legislators. They do some things. And the answer to that is simply do what you can, where you can, when you can, as you can. But whatever it is, act in faith, but be bold. What the enemy has had such a success in over the past uh, several decades and years is getting the church to not be bold, to not stand up, to not uh, release a war cry against a culture that is allowing the spirit of Antichrist to run rampant. Yeah. What we've got to do is begin to give people not, a, not just permission, but the empowerment to release boldness, to stand up and say, you know what, on a bad day, I'm called to be the best there is. And honestly, if the, the kingdom of darkness comes at the believers, they should look at that like a stamp of approval. Not something that says we need to shrink back. We ought to lean into those things and begin pressing back until the darkness cries out uncle. And they say, we need to leave these people alone and we're going to just go one more round here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one more round. I love it, man. Come on, Todd, right. one more round. <laughs> we talk about that a lot because, you know, when this whole thing in, in Ukraine started, I mean, we didn't know what was going to be the outcome. We didn't know if we were going to go in a nuclear war. In fact, I've heard a couple of prophetic words where they saw, you know, nuclear bombs going off and stuff. Yes. So, you know, I went to the Holy Spirit and said, Lord, are, you know, is this it? Is this the end? And that's where the Lord said, no, I believe we have, you know, the Lord didn't say I believe, but he said we have one more round. Come on. You know? And so that, that's where we've been. So, OK, once I heard that, I felt peace in my spirit knowing the end was not yet. You know, and mm-hmm. so then it goes to occupy until he comes. He's with us even until the end of the age. He will never leave us. He'll never forsake us because a lot of people are waiting to just be raptured out. Yeah, have you seen right. that? They're just, they're just like, the rapture is going to happen every day, any day now, and I'm just going to be out of here. You know, right. but that's kind of, in a way, it's kind of an escapist mentality. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, we can't just like, you know, be covering our, in our basement right now, waiting to get raptured out. You know, we got to be out there. And so I love what you're saying, Joseph, because you're saying be a people of action, you know, and, and that is the biggest question I get when I go around the country. People are, you know, they're frustrated. A lot of people are demoralized. And then a lot of people say, what can I do? You know, and so that's the biggest question I get, you know, and you just said you get the same thing. So, (laughs) you know, this is what we're trying to do is we're trying to become the church needs to be not on the sidelines, but in the game. You know, we've got to be doing and and the Lord gives different visions to different people, you know, and and we're all meant to do the Great Commission. We're all meant to go and make disciples, you know, and if we just did that this country would change, you know, I mean, because oh, yeah. there's, ch- there's churches on like, you know, I'm here in Nashville, Tennessee. I mean, churches are like Starbucks, you know, we got one on every corner, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But could you imagine if every one of those was like the church of Philadelphia, the empowered church? I mean, the whole community would change, the whole state would change, the whole nation would change, you know? So that's right. There's, Todd, there's, come on. there's a disconnect and, and, and we need to figure this thing out, man. And I, I see you getting fired up, man, but like, you know, what are, I mean, the skinny jeans, the lattes, the fog machines, you know, <laughs> what, what, what does a lion look like in this hour? I mean, what is a lion doing? You know, you're a lion, man. What are you doing? What, what does your day look like? Well, man, first you know? of all, I'm ready to give you an offering, man. This is awesome. <laughs> I love this preach. I'm getting edified right now. But here's what I want to say about what, what does a lion look like? I say it this way. I was with an ambassador, actually an Obama-appointed ambassador, and we were having a dinner. The word of the Lord came to me about him and his family, and his son was so touched. He took me in this kitchen and said, would you lead me to this Jesus you're talking about? I'm an agnostic. I don't know if I believe in this. And this man began to pound the table with his fist and say, how do you know these things? How can you know these things? And I said, and here's the answer to how you become a lion. I said to the man, I said, because a man or woman with a revelation, is never yes. at the mercy of someone with an argument. Yes. And when we have a revelation, 
and we truly know who we are, and we're not afraid to give it to others. We're not afraid to stand up for what we have a conviction in that God has showed us. Conviction and revelation begin to multiply, and it'll turn anyone into a lion. He'll take the weakest among us and make him like King David. Yes, yes. You know, and, and the other thing that I get a lot of is people say, you know, no more miracles. That was back in the time of Jesus. The miracles aren't happening. And, you know, I know Pastor Dave will agree with me on this. Right. We're both we're both living miracles. You know, I was stabbed nine times. God, you know, took me to his presence and saved my life, you know. So it's kind of hard for me on that argument. I know God is in the miracle working business. But, Joseph, why is a big portion of the church still believing that miracles don't happen today? Because it's easier, and there's an excuse to go down that road. It's easier to not believe in the Holy Ghost. You know, I like what one, one friend of mine used to say, it, and I say this when I preach a lot. I say to people, you know what? Many times people come up to me and they say, Brother, I don't believe in that speaking in tongues. I don't believe in a, a, a healing. I don't believe in prosperity. I don't believe in prophecy. I don't believe, I don't believe, I don't believe. Yep. And the one thing they keep saying is, I don't believe. You know what God's looking for is people who are going to believe. You know, I'd rather fail in faith. I'd rather fail believing God than doing my very best in unbelief. Because God is this thing about being believed. And ultimately, scripturally, they don't have a leg to stand on when it comes to cessationism. Yep. It's really just if they're not biblically honest, if they, if they consider it that way. Yeah, that's a great answer because you're right. Pastor Dave, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, we just had a neurosurgeon literally come on this last week, and he explained how speaking in tongues bypasses the, the frontal lobe here, and it was, even pe- it was even tested by the University of Pennsylvania. So even yeah. science and medicine has proven that that voice that comes through is not coming through our own subconscious. It's coming from another place. Powerful. I'll give you another one, Todd and, and yeah. David. Um, you know, my daughter, she was um, still she was still in the womb for three days. We took her to get an ultrasound. They scanned her, and uh, we got the results after. And we we were at home, and the Lord told me lay hands on the baby. I laid hands on the baby, and the baby started kicking again in the morning. And we were informed by the medical professionals that day that they regret to inform us they're going to have to remove the baby because the baby has died, and they would give us grief counseling. And the Lord wow. rose my daughter from the dead. Wow. And uh, wow. we've seen that kind of miracle over and over again as well, just like what David's saying. Yeah. And she's in the ministry now with you, right? Oh, yeah. She's in the studio right now with me. <laughs> come on. Come on. Well, your, your whole family is, is amazing, man. I got to say, you know, you work together. It's, it's a beautiful thing to see you guys all working in the ministry together. And I love what you're doing. Well, and, thank uh, you, brother. You know, to you. Thank you. And, you know, uh, with, with the power of spoken word, with, with speaking something out, you know, the Bible talks about this. It says life and death are in the power of the tongue. And a lot of people speak curses over themselves. A lot of people, like you said earlier, I don't believe, you know, the Bible says uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. You know, on, so God. faith is literally, and, and faith is the evidence of the things not seen, you know, so. Yeah. Here's the deal is, is, you know, we have to speak out life and that's what you're doing often in the prophetic words that you're giving is you're speaking life over a situation and literally prophesying into being, you know, yeah. and that's a, that's an interesting concept. Can you kind of explain that a little bit? Because that, that well, some people don't know, no, understand that point. Absolutely, Todd. Well, you know, a couple of things we realize is number one, this world is voice activated. It was created by words. The world we live in was created by words. So therefore, God speaks and the world responds. And the, the amazing thing is when we speak under the authority of the unction of the Holy Ghost, that's called prophecy. You begin to release words and it changes things. It changes the atmosphere. You know, sometimes, uh, not sometimes, most of the time, our feelings and emotions lie to us. But God gave us this weapon called our words. And when we begin to release our words with faith, or as we said just a moment ago, with revelation, then yes. you begin to release that and you can change things because this world responds it responds and that's why Romans says all creation is groaning with eager expectation for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed why because they're waiting for them to take their authority and begin to release what God purposed from the beginning right back into the earth the people say and that's actually why I believe we have earthquakes wars and rumors and all this difficulty is because the world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God yes. and I've had people say are you telling me that there's earthquakes and difficulties because the church is not doing its job are you saying the earth responds to uh, the, the body of Christ being obedient or doing or fulfilling prophecy and I say to them do you remember when Jesus was riding a donkey into Jerusalem and as he's riding the donkey into Jerusalem he's on his way in and they began to yell Hosanna Hosanna blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord and the people said to him 
Do not let them do that. Don't let these people cry out. He said, I tell you, if these ones don't cry out or fulfill prophecy, I tell you, the very rocks will cry out. In other words, nature itself will respond one way or another to those that stand up as sons and daughters of God in this now present evil age, which we're supposed to be delivered from, according to Galatians chapter 1. Yes. Amen. You know what? Man, you're inspiring me right now because what you're saying is is just sparking me, man. But, you know, this whole thing. So during the Bush administration, I was just talking to a rabbi from Israel. And and during the Bush, you remember uh, Katrina? That that manifested after the U.S. was brokering a deal basically to take away land from Israel. Do you guys remember that? that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and and so there's this is all connected, you know, everything that's going on. That's why, you know, I'm I'm really encouraging the body of Christ to be praying and fasting about Roe v. Wade, because I believe it's an inflection moment for our nation. Because if you think about this, you know, we've been sanctioning the murdering of the innocent for decades now. I mean, just, you know, millions and millions of babies have been sacrificed and there's nothing new under the sun. And so if right. this if this ceases to be federal policy, what will happen is it goes to the states. Yes. And it doesn't mean it's done. But what will happen is there's going to be about 26 or so governors that are going to probably eventually say no, you know, like heartbeat heartbeat bills in these states. And then it's going wow. to be states like California. And you know, I'm, I'm hoping it's 26 or more, you know, but I mean, even if, if it's like 23, that's still better than now. Right. Uh, but I, I think it's going to catch on because people, you know, that's what they want. They don't you know, there's a lot of people that understand how wicked this is. Uh, but there's going to be states like California. I mean, they just said they're going to be a transgender uh, sanctuary now, you know, and, they, and they're and they're pushing forth bills that are going to kill babies after they're born. So not even in the womb, but now even after they're born. And these this is not even a conspiracy. This is true. You know, Crazy. and so. So, you know, what, what do you think will happen when it when it ceases to be a federal policy and it goes to the states? Will those states be under judgment, do you feel or how, how do you feel that'll kind of sort itself out? Well, I don't think they'll be under judgment. I think what's going to happen is that I still think the responsibility falls on the church to begin to lead morally and be a voice. Now, judgment, of course, obviously can happen if people are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yes, that can begin to happen. But I really do believe powerfully that if the states begin to respond to the voices of righteousness, and God, as you say always, Todd, God always has a remnant. He always has a way of escape. He will absolutely make it clear. God won't just judge a place without giving them an opportunity or one more round. Uh, Once something has been decided, he's going to give them a time of grace to see, to hear, and rise up to that occasion. And I believe we can do it. I believe that's what we're talking about with this decline of America, as we're already seeing. And I don't believe America is going away or going down. I think it's going to change. I think things are going to transform. And I think we're going to break up back through, and we're going to begin to have great victory but it'll be different than what people have anticipated. I really do. But I think in that is when we'll begin to see the the states uh, get their opportunity on an individual level. And I think that's like the seven churches in Revelation, to the angel of the church of Ephesus, to the angel Mm. of the church of Laodicea, to the angel of the church of Smyrna, and all these different areas. I think that's what it's going to be like in each state, where those that have a word from God, if they shrink back like they did during the pandemic, close their doors and run in fear, I believe something not very good is going to happen for that community or that that state, but those that rise up in boldness and begin to press in, we realize that Hebrews says this, Pastor Todd, it says so clearly that if my righteous one shrinks back, my Mm. soul has no pleasure in him. And if we begin to lean in, I believe we can seize the day. We're more powerful. We got Christ in us, the hope of glory. God's anointed us for this day of victory. Yes. That's what I think. Yes. Pastor Dave, looks like you got something on that. Come on, Dave. Oh, I just like that. I, I like to lean in. I got my K-bar with, with me ready to go. I got, I got the shofar here and the Bible here. All weapons of war, ready to go. That's right. I got it. Let me see here. What do I got? I got, I got a King Arthur sword. I got a few things. <laughs> <Yeah. over. laughs> We're of the same spirit, brother. I better keep my AR-15 off the screen right now, I think. It's probably not good for us on the <laughs> yeah, channel here. That's right. One AR-15 would be about Just messing around. Um, hey, you know, here's the, we were talking about this in the green room, Joseph, though. You know, I was just at the Road to Majority, you know, and this is like more of like a – it was a faith and freedom coalition, you know. But, you know, a lot of politicians, Donald Trump came out. People were blowing the shofar there. Mm-hmm. Wow, um, really? I, I went, yeah. I, I saw people praying in the corner. I mean, I've been to these things before, but something's happening. 
And it's, yep. it happened at NRB this year. It happened at this road majority. Something is shifting in the land. And, and yep. that's where, you know, I want people to know that, 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 you know, aren't able to travel as much as us. I mean, obviously we're evangelists. We're out there all the time, but you know, some people are just listening to maybe Fox news or something like that, you know, and they're hearing a lot of negative doom and gloom, you know, but we're, what we're seeing is something's shifting. Uh, Pastor Dave and I were just on several reawake America tours on beaches where we were seeing hundreds of people, thanks to his glory nation, you know, Praise out God. there getting, baptized on the beach, delivered on the beach. I mean, this last one was epic, man. People were coming down from the hotel behind us and they were like, what's going on here? You know, and, and they were getting touched by the Holy Ghost, you know, but, but we're, we're seeing something happening. So I want to encourage the folks because there's a lot of people that are real, you know, down right now, you know, and they're just hearing the news and they're not seeing some of these things. What are you seeing out there, Joseph? Well, I believe this. I believe many people that have paid it forward, so to speak. I, I can see this on the man of God, David, right now, who's, yeah. who's you know, for years paid it forward for a platform for uh, guys like you and I, Todd. He's yeah. paid it forward. He's stood. And I call that, that this. You know, they've paid their dues. They've paid it forward. But a better way of saying it is God's taking the outcasts and yes. turning them into a broadcast. Come on, man. And I, I see many of those that have have paid the price. You know, they've, they haven't just shown up overnight. They've paid a price for years and years and years. And those ones are the ones that God is saying there's 7,000 more just like you, the invisible people, the hidden people. I call it going red in the blood of Jesus, that these people are going to begin to come forward and they're going to bring the fight out. God's promoting those who've paid for it for the last couple decades already. Yes. Todd, I know you've paid for it. You've paid a dear, dear price. You talked about being stabbed. Uh, you used to be in Hollywood. All the yeah. things that you've yeah. done and stood when it wasn't popular to stand. I believe now, as you're saying, people are standing with shofars. They're doing all yes. this. Before shofars were trendy and before it was <laughs> trendy right. to be prophetic and before it was trendy to stand up with boldness, God watched those that didn't quit. He watched those that began to stand in the middle of adversity. And like in the movie Batman, when uh, he said, I'm the devil and all this. He said, you're not the devil. You're practiced. Do you think you could kill me before breakfast? Anyway, the point is, is that those that begin to stand up and look at all their adversity as practice, the Lord said, I'm making that outcast into a broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. I know you got something on that one, Pastor Dave. Yeah. We we, we hear it uh, it a lot as the land of misfit toys. That's That's right. (laughs) It is. It is. I mean, Island. That's us. You know, there's a lot of um, ex-drug dealers. You know, ex-drug addicts. I mean, I was just with uh, you know Mike Lindell. He was speaking at my friend's church this weekend. You know. (laughs) I mean, you know, this guy has quite the story, you know, and, yeah. and, and he, he was just talking about 2011, you know, how things wow. were going. You know, I mean, it's not even that long ago, you know, but God used this man, put him, you know, next to a king, you know, prophetically. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's done some amazing things, but that's what he's doing. He's bringing out people that wouldn't be the regular choice. I, I'm going to tell you this, and then we're going to have to go to break after your answer. But, uh, you know, Mario Murillo came to my church in 2011, I think it was, right? And I remember we were talking before the service. It was a powerful service. And many people got healed. And it was kind of a precursor to some of the things you're seeing out there today in his ministry, which is amazing what God is doing. You know, he's a general, obviously, in the faith. He and, you know, he, he's becoming your area pretty soon. I know that. Yep. Uh, but what he said to me at that time, this is in 2011, he looked at me and he, and I love him. We're good friends, you know, but he said, you know, I said, I can't wait for revival. And he said, Todd, you're not ready for revival. <laughs> and I'll, I'll never forget that, man. Because I was like, what do you mean I'm not ready for revival? But you know what? He was absolutely right. Because yeah. at that time I wasn't. And you know wow. what? Here's the thing is, is that we as a church have to understand there's going to be people coming in that are, that are right off the street. There's going to be people coming in that, that aren't, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of churches today in America that would take some of these people with their guys, with the thing in their ear and walk up to them and would literally kick them out, you know? Yeah. And, and, and as the revival starts, you know, increasing and we see a harvest, there's going to be these types of people looking for truth, looking for answer. We have the, the answer. His name is Jesus, but it's yeah. messy, but it's like an orderly messy. You know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? It, oh, it, yeah. It's not, it's not the typical, like what we've seen as church, something is shifted. I mean, Sean Foyt out there, he's saying the church has left the building. You know, what does he mean by that? What he means is that, look, he's in city centers leading worship. You know, he's on beaches and different things. This is what we're seeing in this move of God. So I know you got something to say about that, Joseph. Well, I, I think it's the unconventional revival. I think the Lord told me um, I was doing a New Year's Eve service, uh, December uh, 2019, so that would be going into 2020. 
And I'm doing this New Year's Eve service, and the Lord began to speak to me and said, I'm going to use entrepreneurs. I will offend minds. I'll reveal hearts. I'll heal hearts. But I'm going to use entrepreneurs that are going to get, they're going to be fed up. The Lord spoke to me about Elon. I prophesied about him then. And several of these guys like that, that God would use them in a way that offended the institution. Mm -hmm. He's going to offend the institutions. And then he's going to breathe life into the institutions. And it's no different than in Jesus' time. But with these entrepreneurs, the Lord even spoke to me and said, Joseph, be careful that you don't get offended by the kind of people I'm going to use. He spoke it to me. And wow. I'm thinking, God, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm an offendable man. I can, I can do this. I can roll with anybody. And the Lord's like, oh, but watch. Wow. <laughs> He's going to use whoever is willing, whoever is available. A lot of Corneliuses are going to be snatched up by the Holy Ghost just because they don't know any better. So they're going to be giving alms. They're going to be doing whatever they can. And the Holy Spirit is going to apprehend them. And he will do it the same way that the Lord used the Gentiles to make uh, Israel jealous. He's going to do that towards the church. He's going to use the unconventional. He's going to use those that are offensive. He's going to use the abrasive. He's going to use all kinds of stuff that you and I probably would never have thought. And then... He's going to begin to win the church back to its rightful position and post. And I believe that's what's coming. It is. Now, when we come back, I want to talk more about Elon. I know you prophesied about Elon. I want to talk a little bit about the Pope because we might see a Pope Pope shift. People are saying something's happening with him. Uh, You have also a prophetic word on the truckers and the farmers. So we got a lot to talk about. I'm going to give it back to Pastor Dave and then we'll go to break here. Perfect. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I want to give each and every one of you one last chance to get my original My Slippers. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code, and you'll get your very own My Slippers for only $49.98. That's $90 off and the biggest savings ever. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Not only that, they come with an indoor-outdoor sole so you can wear them anytime, anywhere. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. And now you can get them for the best savings ever, only $49.98. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own My Slippers for only $49.98. That's $90 off. We have extremely low quantities, and once they're gone, they're gone. So order now. And we're back to Lions and Generals. It sounds like uh, during the break, we may be turning it up a notch. <laughs> Pastor Todd, I'll let you turn it over to you because you have you, you started with some key questions, and when we were talking yeah. in the, the, the uh, in, in the break, uh, eyeballs got big. <laughs> well, we're going to go through some some big things here. So uh, now, you know, you and I, Joseph, were talking about uh, the Queen before the show, yeah. and you right. said that the Lord had shown you some prophetic insight into the Queen. So, what are you hearing? So about a year ago, I went on my broadcast, began to talk about it, maybe two separate times. Um, I actually saw ties between the queen, some things that would happen with a Madonna-type type figure, and then something would also unravel for Hillary Clinton in a similar time frame, similar time frame. But the queen, what the Lord began to show me uh, regarding her, and I'll say this the best I can by memory, what I saw about a year ago, and that was that when her time came to leave the earth or she died, that there would be tremendous land transfers. And this would involve power, it would involve political power, and it would involve a transfer of authority to different nations, and uh, almost like a a brokering or a business brokering. I don't want to say like an auction, but it was almost like land would go everywhere, and it would be developed, and and it would give people footing and power, Mm. uh, both and a lot of nefarious people power, actually. It would be an assigned type thing, like a demonic assignment. But I do believe that we're here, we pray, and we can break a lot of that stuff as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, you know, what you're talking about, I mean, if you listen to the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, these guys, they've talked about the U.S. being greatly diminished by 2030. I'm sure you've heard uh, some along those sure. lines before. Yes. You know, and, and the possibility that the U.S. dollar could lose the global reserve status. I mean, it's a pretty, pretty big thing. Now, we're already seeing inflation, you know, like 10% here in the United States. You know, what, what are you getting? So for the remnant people that are tithing, that are doing everything you know that they're supposed to be doing in prayer in the secret place. Mm-hmm. Are there are there you know finances going to be affected, and if so, in what way? What do you think? 
Well, the answer to their finances being affected is absolutely. But, you know, uh, that's just where this is at, is that God is calling the church. You know, the ecclesia said, Jesus said about his ecclesia, the gates of hell will come against yes. the church, but it will not prevail. The gates of hell is not an actual gate scraping across the landscape on fire, right? We know right. this. The gates right. of hell is a system. It's a system. And it has its own economy. It's hell's economy. Yep. And God's calling us, the ecclesia, the remnant, the red church, yep. to break hell's economy. And one yes. of the ways you see this is you see that there was uh, crazy taxes in the time of Jesus. And when push comes to shove, if you've made Jesus your source, truly by sowing and reaping, yep. standing in faith, you know what's going to happen? You make him responsible for your problems financially. And yes. what takes place is if necessary, Jesus will make a fish flop under your doorstep and cough up a coin. Come He'll on. make ravens come feed you. He will cause a multiplication that will happen. I believe when it says in Isaiah 61 that it says darkness is covering the earth and deep darkness the people. I believe very strongly, Pastor Todd, it's talking about how a rise shine for the light has come and the glory of the Lord will be seen upon you. And that glory of the Lord says the Gentiles shall come to your light. Mm. And it says in, in Matthew chapter 6, around verse 32, 33, it begins to talk about seek not the treasures of this world. These are the things that Gentiles seek. The things the Gentiles seek is stuff, but the light they're drawn to in Isaiah 61, I believe, is talking about because the church, the real people of God, will be so positioned in the middle of famine like Joseph that when darkness tries to pervade and take over, I believe that the Gentiles, the unbelievers, will come even towards the believer simply because they have stuff right. and they have provision. Yes. And I think that's coming. Yep. Yes, I agree. Pastor Dave, you have something on that? Oh, yeah. I, he, he hit the nail on the head. That's exactly <laughs> what the Lord is, is, is saying. That's what the scripture says. So he's telling Praise me it's not, it's not prosperity gospel that you tithe 1000 he's going to give you 10000 right. back. It's not the stock market. He's going to provide right. his remnant for what they need to, to, to finish the mission for his glory. Yes, yes, I agree 100%. Uh, kind of shifting gears, but along the same line, there's a lot of shifting going on in Israel right now. Oh, yeah. uh, we just heard that there's going to probably be another election in October. Uh, but this guy, Bennett, you know, a lot of people were kind of excited about him when he came in and then uh, not so excited afterwards. Uh, but here's an interesting thing, and I want to I want to get your in input on this, Joseph. So uh, I was talking to Robin Bullitt, the prophet, right? And he was yeah. saying that, um, you know, there's three pillars, he feels like, that are basically holding back the deep state. He says one was Donald Trump. One was Benjamin Netanyahu and one was Vladimir Putin. And, you know, from what we're looking at right now, I mean, Donald Trump is not, you know, at least officially the president. We know he is the real president, but, you know, he's right. not the one that's, you know, and then, and then you got Netanyahu who's also been ousted. But there's a chance now that he could get back in power. Yeah. So there's something that's shifting here. And so I just find this whole thing interesting. And I want to hear what Pastor Dave has to say, too. But Joseph, what do you think about this whole thing? Well, I think that the enemy always brings in, it says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard against him. And I think the Lord is always so far ahead and so many steps ahead. He just needs his people to cooperate. So yes. regarding the people you just mentioned, all the way down to Putin. Um, one of the characters that I've been really seeing, and I know he's mainstream right now, really in the news, is DeSantis as well. Mm. And I believe DeSantis is going to be a force to be contended with. Um, one of the things I'd seen about Trump and his you know, potential second term and how people are talking about it, right. first of all, I prophesied in 2018 and 19 that Trump would not win the major election. Of course, we know what happened. We know he right. is still right. legally in there and all this. But yeah. what I'm saying is what would happen in a public eye is he would lose by a technology. Mm. I believe this time around, people are seeing him come back. And I agree. My faith is with them. What I've seen is he will either get in in 24 or he's going to appoint someone and he'll get behind them. And that'll wow. be the way he comes back. And I think DeSantis is one of those type of figures. And I think that's going to begin to be an anointed thing. And I'm standing in great faith for anybody saying that Trump's coming back. I'm in full agreement and in faith right. with that. Yes. But I'm just saying I sense this powerfully. So I believe DeSantis will be a force. I believe Candace Owens is going to be a force. She's mm. going to come out of the woodwork, uh, uh, like out of nowhere, and just really begin to stand with a, a powerful voice there. And I believe God has one more character that's not there. And I wrote it on the board the other day because I prophesied side by my whiteboard and I saw three characters that will manifest. I saw three dark players and I saw three characters of fire and victory that will manifest. And I wow. believe that's the answer I have for that. 
Yeah. You know, there's a guy named Mark Robinson. He's Lieutenant governor, I think of North Carolina. That guy's got a mantle of anointing on him. Let me tell you, he just gave a speech and it was like the best speech at this road to majority. If you get a chance, I'll try to share it. But uh, Pastor Dave, what do you, yeah. What what say you on that, sir? Well, specifically Israel, Israel's had some turmoil. Um, and you're seeing that the people want Benjamin Netanyahu back. I, I believe Benjamin Netanyahu will be the next prime minister of, of Israel. And we have some really strong ties to Israel. A lot of generals that come on his glory. And uh, so we get a lot of inside intel on that. And uh, it's paving the way. They've, they've had a, almost an identical situation as the United States. A, a fraudulent election, trying to mm. attack the military from within, trying to attack the government uh, from within with the, the Muslim Brotherhood, like has happened to the United States of America. Right. And right. Uh, Israel's fighting back and enter, and, they're, and they're, they're, they're showing strength. And that's why you're seeing a new election. It was announced today that there will be new elections. Powerful. Yes. yes. Uh, Joseph, let's go on to Elon Musk, because I know you had something about that. What did the Lord show you about him? Good guy, um, bad guy. Is he going to do anything? What's going on with him? I think Elon is a mixed bag. I think <laughs> Elon, I, I really do. I think a lot of people are like, why would you even bring up Elon Musk? <laughs> but I do believe that Elon, he has a sense of justice in him. Is he a part of like the deep state? Or like what you say, Todd, the, the deep church, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think he's a part of some of those things. I think he's got ties to things, but I still think he has enough autonomy. And he's almost intellectually not satisfied unless he's honest. And so that is what I think is leading him right now. And the Lord is leveraging that part of Elon's life. As a matter of fact, remember years ago when the Lord began, when Elon was doing a show for his new truck and they bounced a steel ball off the window of the vehicle? Yeah. Remember it broke oh, the yeah. vehicle window? I remember that. Yep. First of all, I think that was a publicity stunt. But the Lord also said that he was going to begin to break through just like that and get the ear and the attention of the world with what was taking place. I think what he's doing with Twitter is also something that's still debatable, but nonetheless, God is using it. We know Proverbs says the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. Yeah. And God is guiding some of these characters to, to you know, I'll, I'll quote Lance Walnut, the trophies of grace. He's breaking them out of the, the case and bringing them out and utilizing them even if they don't fully believe in him. I believe Elon Musk is a reformer. I believe he's a lion. I believe that he's got a prophetic gift on him and he doesn't even know what he's got going on. And I think the Lord's going to use him to greatly offend the institutions until the church rises. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Okay. Truckers. You, You gave a prophetic word about the truck we saw the trucker standing up. You know, that was an amazing thing. It happened in yeah. Canada. It happened here in America. I was involved in some of those routes. I mean, it was just powerful, man. They were driving through <laughs> driving through Tennessee, thousands of trucks, you know. And, and it's interesting. I mean, you know, this is what I found because I'm the president of the Religious Liberty Coalition. And we've stood with a lot of companies and, and people that were, you know, forced to take the you know what. Yeah. And, and the, when they got a big group of people, it was like D.A.R.E. Remember the old D.A.R.E. program? Strength yeah. in numbers, you know. As soon as you get like a bunch of people, all of a sudden they cower because they're like, uh-oh, you know, our whole workforce is, you know, g- you know g- g- ganging up on us. So we got to, you know, so something's happening now with the farmers. We're seeing the farm farmland be hostily taken over by Bill Gates, some of these guys. All this different stuff's going on. What did you hear about that, Joseph? Well, first of all, I prophesied back in October uh, last year. Um, in October, I was prophesying. We have it on video, all this. And I just began to declare. I said the next wave, because what had happened is when the Southwest Airlines pilots stood up, the Spirit of the Lord quickened to me as I was talking about it. And the Lord said, this is the turn, because something very bad was going to happen at the end, end of October last year. I was so concerned for the nation. I felt like they were going to take things to a whole nother level. Um, I'd seen the shipping containers out in the water. The Lord showed us that sometime before that. In that moment, when the Southwest Airlines pilots stood up, the Lord said to me, next, the truckers will rise. The truckers will stand. And truckers will not stand for this. They're going to be a major, major force to be reckoned with. And when that took place, the Lord said, now it will not just happen in Canada, it will also happen in the United States. And so we released that word that took place. And just recently, as I was praying about that, and I know that's been a tremendous, uh, a tremendous movement. And I'm thankful for you, Todd, being there. And I know, David, you've definitely promoted that and talked about it. What I feel is coming next in that same vein of thought, is I believe the agricultural leaders, farming communities, people that are in that industry to some level will also begin to rise and they'll begin to speak out and they will stand in a similar fashion. I don't know how that works, but I feel that's coming next. Wow. Pastor Dave, you have something on that? Yeah, it was funny because I was in a a tent revival in the middle of a field in Kansas a couple weeks ago. (laughs) 
Come and on. A, a, thousand, a thousand acres with cattle. And as I was leaving, he said, the Lord told me, he says, I'm going to, re, I'm, I'm going to re, I'm going to bless this cattle industry. There's going to be a revival with the cattle of, of the United States of America. He's going to Come turn on, back to the farmer. Praise hey, God. That might be considered a holy cow. I'm just saying, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds pretty amazing, man. Well, we need it because, you know, people keep sending me these articles about all these food plants that are, you know, going up in flames and all this really weird, you know, it's just kind of a lot happening, you know. So um, do, you, do you foresee a famine, Joseph, or what do you see in that, in that way? Um, I do. I do foresee a famine. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm very optimistic. I'm not, I'm not in fear. I'm not trying to produce fear. But, you know, Acts chapter 11, Agabus came out and he prophesied that there would be a famine and it happened in the days of Claudius Caesar. But if you notice what took place in that famine, when Agabus prophesied it, not, well, now I've prophesied this about a year ago also, a year and a half ago, I prophesied a famine was coming. And I had some ministers say, don't do that. That's fear preaching. You can't say that. I said, well, Agabus did. And when Agabus did, the church didn't get in fear, they sprang to action. Mm. And they began to go meet the needs of the famine. If you remember that, they sure. prepared. Agabus prophesied, they went after it. And I believe a famine is coming. But again, on a bad day where the best there is, uh, to be forewarned is to be forearmed. We're in no way caught off guard. God's not going into a cold sweat and falling off the throne because these guys are faking a famine and burning down egg factories and burning down food factories and uh, trying to induce something to keep their nefarious, wicked control on the, on the wheel. I believe very powerfully that we're going to begin to see the, the overplaying of their hand, and I believe they're going to get caught red-handed, and that could be part of what these agricultural farmers are going to stand up to. And I believe that's also what David was prophesying yeah. about with yes. the cows. Yes, yeah, yes, we, we, I agree. We have, uh, we, we have uh, four churches in Kenya, and we provide them seeds and the cows, and we, we do it all. And I was thinking to myself, why don't we do it here? Why don't the churches yeah, I, do it here? If exactly. the churches... Come on. You know, Pastor Todd says there's there's more churches in Nashville than there are Starbucks. Can you imagine <laughs> every church planting food for the community and their yeah. own gardens? Maybe yeah. the government would catch on. Maybe we, you know, instead of sending all of our money to Ukraine or right. the next, uh, you know, bailout package where everybody gets $600, maybe the, the government will catch on to what the church should be doing, too. Maybe we could actually rescue this place. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. There's a solution for every one of these problems. The problem is the corruption in our government, you know, and all these different things that are happening there, you know, like you said, sending this money to Ukraine. I mean, you know, I was at a, a, I was ministering up in Kentucky and there was this mega church that was in the community and it was like, it was like this massive building. And then the, it was a small town. I mean, probably 30,000 or less and this massive church that probably has 5,000 people. And so, you know, we went to the coffee shop across the street and I was asking about the church and like, oh, we don't really know much about the church. And I thought this church it's probably like several million dollars. You know how many people that must go there and fill it up every week. And the coffee shop across the street doesn't even know about it. You know, so wow. there has to be something that happens where we're, we're outreaching, we're evangelizing again, we're making disciples, there's accountability. You know, that's what, I mean, I know Pastor Dave can attest to this and I can too, but there were people that poured into our lives. That is the reason why I'm here today. I mean, there was Amen. people that, you know, there was one man I could think, because I was like, totally the odd man out when I came to church. I mean, I was like coming from the LA Hollywood scene, the club scene. I was totally out of place. I thought a, a lightning bolt was going to strike me. I was sweaty and like nervous and no one would talk to me, but thank God that one guy came over and, Hey, can I take you to lunch? And he started pouring into my life. You know what I'm saying? But the yeah. problem is there's like a disconnect right now, you know? So Joseph, what are some things that we can do as the body of Christ to get back on fire, to get back on the, you know, in, into the, into the flow of the spirit? And cause it just makes me so sad when we talk about there's a church in every corner and yet the community's dead, you know, there's gotta be something different, you know? Well, Todd, one of the things I like about you, Pastor Todd, and of course, Pastor David is the fact that you'll stay at the end of meetings and pray for people till the end. Okay. And a lot of ministers don't do that anymore. They, they, we do the same in our ministry. Sometimes we leave at three in the morning. I know yeah. you do that. Yeah. I know David, I mean, you, you've built this tremendous platform yeah, that yes. God's given you and reached so many people. And I honor you and thank you for that, yeah, sir. Yes. Um, and in that, that picture, what it takes is when you feel empty, you got to go and pour yourself out onto other people. God didn't make us to hoard up the glory. He yes. made us so we would give it away. Uh, blessed are they that give. You know, you, you begin to do this, and that is where fire comes. Selflessness. Loving your brothers and sisters. Preferring them more than yourself. Becoming a servant of your generation will cause you to stay on fire. You know, there's always somebody with a bigger problem than you have. 
And if yeah. you'll go out and minister to them and pour out the Spirit of God, God will do amazing things through you. I know viewers are watching right now. You're watching yes. this broadcast. You're yeah. watching uh, Pastor David. You're watching Pastor yeah. Todd. And by the way, if you're watching this on social media, you want to repost this because His glory needs to be seen by more people. That's right. That's and right. I want to tell you right now, if you're in a drought, if you're going through something where you say, my goodness, what am I doing? What, how am I functioning? I don't know what to do. Stop being in fear and start pouring out to other people. Find somebody who has a need. Pray for them. And I know that sounds overly simple and almost uh, juvenile. But if you begin to do this, I promise you there's a, a blessing and an infilling that will fire you up by pouring out. Mm, yeah. Pastor Dave, you got something there? Yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, we're seeing this in these these reawakened tours that it started yep. small and the remnant, you know, and they're going back to their communities and their one person will go to a school board meeting, uh, then that adds three and it adds four and it adds five and all of a sudden we the people with yes. Jesus first is now that's becoming good. the majority. Huh. And that's all it takes. Take action, right. like you said. Uh, lean in. We need to lean in. We've been too passive. Yeah. We need to lean in. We have yeah. victory through Christ. That's right. Yep. That's why the FBI is threatened by the moms and the dads because we're standing up. You know, <laughs> we're, we're pushing back, man. But you know, hey, listen, I, Joseph. I, if it's okay with Pastor Dave for the next couple of minutes here, because we're getting ready to get you know done here. But I, I believe sure. you have a couple of words for people that are watching this broadcast that. God's put some things on your heart and I just a now thing. And so I just really felt the Holy Spirit prompting me. But if the Lord has anything on your heart, feel free to share. I see somebody right now and you have the, the wheel, like a, one of your wheels in your car. It's almost like the right passenger side. Uh, something's happening with an individual here. And the Lord is saying, I'm taking care of you and your family. I'm taking care of you. And God's going to miraculously turn that scenario, even with the car around for you. I also see somebody that is taking care of their grandfather. And the Spirit of the Lord is saying, I'm going to begin to provide for you because you're paying it forward. And God's going to begin to bring great breakthrough to you. There's somebody that has sown seed recently. You've sown seed. Maybe it's to his glory. Uh, you've mm. begun to sow seed. And I see the Lord saying, you have made me responsible for your income. You've made me responsible and I'm going to break you through. Uh, just at the right moment, at the right time, it's going to be well. In Jesus' name. Pastor Todd, I want to share something with you, sir. Sure. The Spirit yep. of the Lord is elevating the torch. Uh, you're a flaming torch among the sheaves and you're going to begin to ignite the, the leaders of Judah, the governors of Judah, like a fire pot, like a flaming torch among the sheaves. And it's going to be igniting to the left and to the right, to the left and to the right. And the Lord's going to begin to bring great strength and favor. I see a partnership increase coming for you. Wow. I see favor coming for you. I see you standing again in the White House. And mm. as you're standing in the White House, somebody's coming up to serve you something and the word of the Lord is coming for you. And it's going to be more of a door than you realize as you begin to open your mouth. Because God has called you with great capacity and great strength. Uh, a man of God, Pastor David, I see strength with you. You know, God's really put a apostolic broadcast yes. anointing on you. It's not just prophetic. It's not just evangelism. It's not all these. I see an apostolic broadcasting anointing on you. You know, David, when I look at you, sir, and I honor you very much, you're one of the gentlemen that could say to people, you know what? I forgot more than you know. And the truth is you're a very humble man and you yep. never, ever act that way. And the Spirit of the Lord is very pleased with this ministry. He's pleased with you. And I believe even in your body and in your strength, he's going to give you strength, uh, less fatigue, and more endurance to go the distance. So we release a blessing over yes. the man of God. And I honor you, Pastor David, for this platform that you've served on and you've built and you so selflessly open up to so many people. And now there's business leaders watching this broadcast, and maybe you want to sow into his glory. I encourage you to do that. I encourage people that are a part of this right now. I believe that God is calling people to stand up at a great capacity in Jesus' name. There's a political voice that's going to hear this broadcast, and the political voice is going to begin to stand up with authority and fire in the tank and begin to come forward. And I see them crossing over a white fence and going into another arena. And as they cross over that white fence, the Lord is saying unto you, politician, leader, one was removed and you were put in that position. And it is your time. Be bold about it and do not second guess yourself in the name of Jesus. Man, God's helping people. He's healing people. Some people are going to feel heat in their body right now. And the strength of God is filling you and healing you in every area you need it in Jesus' name. Oh, Praise Jesus. God. Man, oh, I'm privileged to be with you gentlemen tonight. Oh, that was powerful. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Woo. 
I feel the glory right now. I do. Well, I do. <laughs> my, I got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Man. Well, we, we have to encourage and edify one another. And um, there's, there's, there's a lot of uh, infighting that we've seen over the last year or so. And I really believe the Lord is showing us how to navigate that and how to really stand with one another. You know, Joseph and I often talk about this, but not unifying for the sake of unity, but we have to be a unified front as a body of Christ, you know, yes. and, um, you know, as the last question before we let you go, Joseph, but, you know, what, what is your heart for unity and what would you say to this? There's a lot of pastors that watch this and uh, ministry yeah. leaders and, and, you know, fivefold ministry people. What would you say to them? Uh, you know, just, just a word for them. Well, I would say find brothers and sisters you can unite with. You know, we need each other so badly. Um, one of the things that people always want to go into ministry and they think it means I get to speak. I get to be in front of people. Now, finally, I can lead and I can be served or whatever it is people think. Ministry means to serve. It means to get down and serve and love your brothers and sisters and do this. But I think there's a lot of pastors and leaders that might be out there and you feel alone right now. You feel very disconnected. You're trying to figure out, I mean, the, the numbers of people that are quitting ministry every week is staggering. And I believe right now a word for you is hang on just a little bit longer. Just hang in there a little bit longer. Keep applying your faith. You know what? Don't quit right now. Quit later. Just don't quit right now. And stay in here just a little bit longer because I believe God will prove himself faithful to you. And I'll tell you what, there's three gentlemen right here watching you as you're watching us. And we're saying to you, if no one's told you, we love you and yes. we believe in you today. Yes. We believe in you. Don't quit on us. We need you in this army. We need you in this family. Don't quit today. Wow. Amen. Wow. Yeah. Joseph Z, he's got a ministry called Joseph Z Ministries. You can find him online. Uh, great man of God, dear friend of mine. And Joseph, I'm so thankful that you've been on today, man. What a powerful broadcast. I'm going to give it back to Pastor Dave Scarlett and uh, Pastor Dave, you take us out. Yeah, that's that, absolutely. Thank you so much. What a blessing. The last thing I'll add to what you're, you're talking about, we are having a, uh, a conference in, in, in Virginia Beach, uh, Gideon's 300. So if you're a pastor out there and you want to be a part of this Gideon's 300, reach out to us at info at hisglory.me. We want to fill that with all 300 pastors. General Flynn and General Boykin will be on the panel. Uh, we'll be live streaming it to the world from his glory. We need pastors to unite at this time together. That's it. Amen. All for his purpose and all for his glory. Amen. That's right. Amen. God That's bless right. you both. And that wraps up Thank this you, episode of Lions and Generals. Another fabulous one. Yes, God bless you. It's and go an in a Thank you. Hello, my name is Pastor Todd Coconato, and this broadcast is brought to you by Remnant Ministries, and we are fully self-funded. We have been attacked on social media and literally cannot even do any advertisement or get any monetary compensation for anything that we do online. So the only way that we're able to do these broadcasts is by your support. I need your help, guys. We really feel called of God to get this information out, but we can't do it without your listener support. You are crucial. You're a critical part of what God is doing in this ministry. If you are able, please go to www.toddcoconato.com slash give. That's T-O-D-D-C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O dot com slash give. And please help us in this fight that we're in. Thank you so much and may God bless you.